Episode 10 is brought to you by the If You Strike, The Billionaires Fail Research Group. The group are looking to educate the majority that despite what the media lies about, you are the solution. They ask you to imagine what would happen if every worker stopped and left the warehouses. How long would it take for terms and conditions to improve? And if you think you can't make a difference, they kindly ask you to start with the Match Girl Strike of 1888 back on Earth. Change can happen when the majority act as a majority. Also, please stop believing the lies that billionaires tell you. Monsoon Jackson, Series 3, Episode 10. Under the Skin. The pile of recently departed hesitant guards would, to most people, have been a klaxon of better alternative decision-making. But not to the finest hand-picked team of four their employees had specially selected. A door violently swung open. At last, it was time for the elite, the best of the best, the creme de la creme, the pick of the litter, team of four, to show these two chances how it should be done. They ignored the other teams of four behind them. They were an insult to the Beaumont and would not be needed. It should have been a note of caution that Monsoon and Sicario had failed to react at all to their arrival, instead standing patiently waiting for them to do something. They could feel the derisory sneers of the second best teams of four behind them, and so, quite incredibly unwisely, they actually did decide to do something about it. As one, they raised their weapons and took aim at the intruders. Monsoon dropped the spent weapon and stepped forward into what had been a nicely finished and actually quite tastefully decorated room. It was now mostly on fire or falling apart. He had that effect on people's souls as well. Sicario tried to suppress a twitch. Well, they're never going to know we've arrived, are they? He knew sarcasm was wasted on him, but shooting still wasn't the best option, though it was moving up in the ranks. They're all dead. No one to sound the alarm, is there? The alarm sounded. Oh, please, do impart more wisdom. Okay, there's no one left to respond to the alarm. How about that? In the distance, the sound of running feet, many running feet, moving towards them grew in intensity. Any other valuable insight? We'll be fine. Sicario stared at him. That couldn't be it, surely. He waited. Clearly, that was going to be it. Just to be clear, rather than admit you were wrong again, your defence is that everything will be fine. It's always worked out before, why not now? It wasn't that he didn't have a point, just that his point was stupid. We needed a way in. You had an armoured vehicle perfect for the job. We are the chosen ones. Sicario's long-held concern that Monsoon was moving ever closer to being the ultimate cult now found new traction. He needed to at least slow things down. It wasn't mine. You stole it? More alone, long as I promised to look after it. That's going to be an interesting conversation. 
They both peered down at the smoking wreckage far below, not being helped by local citizens deciding some of the less burnt parts might come in useful or sell them for a decent price. So in the spirit of community, we're helping to clear away the wreckage as quickly as possible before the solar force realised what they were missing out on. It belonged to Eva. Oh. What do you mean, oh? Just, well, she, she's going to try and kill you, isn't she? She did not strike me as the kind of forgive-and-forget, happy-go-lucky type. How is that helping? Wait, didn't we betray her and kill a load of her associates? Monsoon would never stop surprising Sicario. He was literally there when all that happened, but somehow was asking as if it was a question. I promised we'd do some jobs for her as a kind of sorry. You did promise, did you? I promised on your behalf as well, yes. And if I chose not to? Well, I'm sure she'll be fine with it. Out of the further smoking wreckage of the building, a figure emerged. I mean, I absolutely won't, just so everyone is clear. Monsoon went to raise one of his weapons, but noticed Sicario giving the slightest of micro-gestures to not do that. The fact that he noticed, quite frankly, amazed both Sicario and Eva. You sort this mess out, and then I expect you to resolve my complex and involved business... issues. I mean, just say mess. Sicario pulled Monsoon back and whispered into his ear. She also supplied most of the intel on this building, so, you know, keep that in mind. At that, the most opportune of moments, the far doors burst open to reveal a new collection of armed guards. Presented with a scene of devastation and carnage, it had to be said that their commitment did visibly waver, but with so many eager beavers behind them, the first team were pushed into the room. As with all situations involving panic and fear, they decided randomly firing in the general direction of the intruders was the best course of action. This was, of course, why the myth around the bad guys not being able to shoot straight never stopped being perpetuated. Also, it was arguable if they were the bad guys. Only the survivors get to make that call. The hail of death ripped through Eva, revealing much to Monsoon's disappointment that it was only a hologram. Yes, I know. Disappointing, isn't it? Her image flicked off, but not before issuing Monsoon with her most irritating smile. Monsoon began firing at the ongoing horde. What are you doing? I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? Sicario threw up his hands. Get back in the lift. We haven't got time for this. He was right. And worse, Monsoon knew he was right. He slowly stepped backwards and into the lift, throwing out a few explosives for good measure to distract the remaining guards. As the smoke cleared, the guards looked around at their fallen work colleagues. Then back at the lift... Without a word, they agreed it was probably best if they stayed here and very much held this floor. Others could take out the intruders on the higher floors. No point getting in the way and causing a nuisance. The lift arrived at the final floor, the penthouse, as logically this would be the best place the bad guys would make their stand at. Be on the ground, they knew. Have the advantage. And yet, it was somehow suspiciously empty. A sign flickered on. Absolutely not. Go down one floor. This was not how final battles were supposed to be fought. Concern over damaging the settee and other fixtures were not factors in a showdown. This was ridiculous. They both stood there, annoyed at this turn of events. 
Then they both absent-mindedly fired at what looked to be the most expensive furnishings in the room. It was pretty, but, well, no, it was just pretty. To make it feel less pretty, they also shot out the security cameras, drones, doorbell, monitors, fridge, monitor screens, and every other device that was no doubt recording information and selling it onto shady insurance companies. Then the lift arrived on the floor below to a hail of gunfire. The doors creaked open to reveal, as to be fair, everyone assumed it would be, an empty lift. The guards then turned their ammunition on the other doors and windows just to be sure. Still nothing. Just as they were starting to get a little annoyed, the ceiling exploded and crashed to the floor, followed swiftly by Monsoon and Sicario. The surprise had just about worked with the guards, suddenly finding their expensive work outfits, which somehow they were expected to pay for, even though they were company branded and had a number of flaws, primarily a lack of stopping things that had been fired at them, they felt in those dying moments that this oversight was very much against the well-made tailoring that had explained why they had paid for their own uniforms. Monsoon and Sicario stepped over what they hoped would be the last set of bodies for the day. They assumed behind the doors in front of them would be Priva being held at gunpoint. Then there would be some kind of speech about something or other they didn't really care about. Then they could kill the last of the bad guys, free Priva, and walk out into the artificial sunlight, ideally with some form of stirring music playing in their heads. The doors opened. It wasn't exactly like that. They stared at the scene in front of them. How? Is this... They both trailed off, unsure what to say. Priva smiled at them, standing from the large, comfortable chair in the middle of the room, very much demarcating the boss would sit there. Around her were piles of bodies. One was still moving a little. You! You need an explanation. I understand that. Uh... Am I behind all of this? That's a fair question. They continued to stare at her, their mouths moving silently like fish out of water. I assume this was a rescue mission? Only a few years after I'd been kidnapped? I mean, not really rushing it, is it? But we... But you had to find me first. And we had to... And you had to come up with a plan, despite this being the same plan you use every single time. Monsoon and Sicario turned and looked at each other. A rescue was not supposed to go down like this. It was very much being the hero, saving the female and having your fragile ego well massaged. I had years to work on then. They're just men after all. They could have killed you at any point. Could have, would have and should have, but why kill a highly skilled surgeon who can patch you up? She had a point. Then why not just tell us, tell me, why all, all this? He gestured around the building, freshly decorated with corpses. Where did you think all the clues came from? You think it was down to your extreme cleverness? The male ego in them was very much fighting for that to be agreed with. They had been amazing, with no help at all from... Carla and Eva walked out of the shadows and stood next to Priva. They all smiled. The smile of people taking pity on men who were still trying to work out what had actually happened. Monsoon fought the urge to defend his ego. So, what, you're the new criminal empire? You three? 
ever surveyed their furrowed brows and annoyed eyelashes. Not criminal. You killed all the criminals. You've always killed the criminals. There are barely any decent criminals left alive now. Then Carla added her voice. Which leaves us with an open door to run a legitimate business, taking advantage of the suddenly available resources and stock your actions have kindly gifted to us. Then Priva. So you see, at last it's all worked out for the best. You used us. You tried to blow us up. And then you blew yourselves up, so more of a theme, really. The three of them laughed in a way it was difficult to determine if it was cruel or well-intentioned. <laughs> oh, I mean, you've had years to get things right. And look where we are. Sicario smiled at her. That doesn't explain Lisa or Elijah, though, does it? Is this like the All Lives Matter argument that keeps cropping up where the main offenders feel they're being picked on? Are you wanting on the Me Too movement as well? You've been wronged and therefore can claim to be victims of your own decisions. It's more complicated than that. No. They all turned to Monsoon. It looked like a weight had been lifted from him. A light had come on. It isn't, though. I mean, everything I've done since I started investigating Lisa Tors has been a single-track road of me being sure I'm right and everyone else either agreeing or being wrong. This was worryingly profound. Sicario leant in. Are you... are you dying? I've always had this nagging doubt that things could be done better. And while I like to think my way is better, deep down I know it isn't. It's just I don't want to admit I'm not the most important thing in the world, and everything I think should be accepted as wisdom. Sicario leant in further. Is this some tactic? Are you playing for time? You can't just turn like this and expect anyone to buy it. And the device Ever gave us and the exploding home were just to keep us focused on us being the heroes. The only ones who counted. And it was all being stage-managed. Well, not all. We've given you loads of weapons. Going to the killer robot planet was just plain dumb. But still, men. Monsoon reached for his belt and unclipped the secure clasps. But just as he was ready to drop his treasured Mary Janes to the floor, Priva held up a hand. Just to clarify, while we might well be in charge, that's not to say that there isn't work for you pretty little things. Bit patronising? Uh, as patronising as assuming I needed rescuing and was powerless to do anything myself. But that's how rescues work. And in your approach, the rescuers shoot everyone save the girl, yes? Well, I mean, that is sort of how it... He decided to stop talking and listen for once. So what if there was a new way... A way to run this business that benefits everyone. That allows everyone to be recognised, to be valued, to be part of it. Rather than a callous, self-serving few who are only in it for the money, regardless of how their media owner spins things. To finally step away from the few rich explaining they need to be in charge and that we're too dumb to do it? To realise that actually working together, working towards a better world, a better society, is what the rich fear the most. They can't profit if the masses aren't made to feel scared and worthless. I agree. You what? I'm a relic from the past. The arrogance of convincing everyone I was right and they needed to do what I say. Imagine how different everything could have been if things had been done properly. If Lisa had been brought to trial, Elijah would have hated me still, I've no doubt, but at least not with the hatred reserved for a killer. 
She may even have forgiven me in time, not taken on the Empire. But instead, I killed everyone, regardless of whether I loved or hated them. He turned to Sicario and rested a hand on his shoulder. Don't you see? Our way of doing things, of killing to fix the problem, never fixes the problem. Whether it's over who wants or has the right to life to spend their precious moments alive being who they want to be, our way of doing things has never worked. It has only delayed the inevitable. The change we need to stop being that which destroys to that which cherishes. That puts in the hard work, the sacrifice for the benefit of all. To cherish what we could be if we didn't keep making the same mistakes over and over. I still think you're dying, but I'm prepared to admit you have a point. We are outmoded. Maybe it's time to try something new to step aside and embrace working together, not having the rich encouraging us to fight between ourselves. As a symbolic gesture, they stood aside. Not that anyone was going anywhere, but it just felt appropriate. With the timing of the less competent door staff who wait for the fighters to tire themselves out before wading in, the wail of the Solar Force arrived. They'd been informed that some women had been involved in a situation where the men hadn't won. This was unacceptable and would require immediate arrests and making examples of. Monsoon turned to Priva. Maybe one last dance, for old time's sake? You go out there and build a new way of doing things? Wait, are you volunteering me for this? I volunteered on your behalf, yes. Sicario smiled at him. He hated and loved him in equal measure. Monsoon retrieved the device they'd stolen. This is for you, I assume. The controlled explosion and the they were just to keep us on our toes? He handed it over. Where... where did you just retrieve that from? Monsoon smiled and placed the device down. I was wondering what had happened to that. She reached over and then stopped. She pulled gloves from her pocket to pick up the device. What does it do? Do? Sicario smiled at her. So, you're they? Why not? No, indeed. Why not? Monsoon was struggling to follow the subtleties of the conversation. Right, but what does it do? We risked our lives to... He stopped. He thought. No doubt ever waiting to the last moment to set off the explosives. The one time they were never in danger. Priva leant over. Don't worry your pretty little head about it. This made Sicario snort laugh. Before Monsoon could respond, the wailing of shouting below started. The solar force were being quite clear that everyone better just surrender now or else. Sicario turned to Monsoon, placing his hand on his shoulder. So then, one last hurrah, blaze of glory, ambiguous freeze-frame ending just in case the ladies here decide we have more shelf life. Monsoon attempted to brush his arm off him, but had more important points to score. Well, ladies? The women spoke softly. This was not how they'd envisaged the new world starting. However, being arrested was not going to move things along either. They turned as one and nodded to them. (sighs) Okay, one last stand. And then Dawn will see the start of something better. The women left the room, taking the lift to the penthouse. Monsoon heard Priva shout before the doors closed. Oh, for fuck... The lift came back down for the men. Sicario immediately shot the Muzak speaker. 
Monsoon was going to ask him what his super-secret backup plan had been, but then realised it no longer mattered. That wasn't them going forward. They were no longer the shoot first, shoot again, really have a good old shooting just to clear the air, then ask questions later kind of people anymore. They were changing, accepting there was a better way to do things. He even considered buying a jumper. Except for this one last time, this very last time, no more, absolutely no more shooting first, blundering about without a planned lifestyle for them. After that, it was thinking ahead, making sensible choices, being able to look back and have pride in the way you behaved. This was about everybody, for everybody, regardless of who they were or how they identified. In the foyer, the doors opened. Monsoon and Sicario stepped out, ignoring the shouted commands to lay down their weapons and surrender. Surrendering to those who'd only served to enforce the rules of the wealthy was no longer viable. Time for change. With thanks to everyone who brought this to life. Heather Dent Cowan for supporting me, always. The series was voiced by Paul Litchfield as the narrator, Jeremy Lim as Monsoon Jackson, Tiernan Duyeb as Sicario, Rosie Holt as Eva, Alison Ward as Carla, Amanda Redman as Priva and the adverts, Toby Haydoke as the credits, and Tom Austin Morgan for editing this together. Written by Andy Case, soundtrack by Andy Case, for Leitmotif Productions Limited, copyright 2023.